the final tonight. And the best team in baseball wins it all in 2018. Watchman into the right field. Down the line. A fair ball. Adley will turn first. Head for second. He's going to turn second. Go for third. Watchman into third base standing. An extra base hit. His first hit in the major leagues. Welcome to the... Welcome back to Beyond the Ballpark. As always, I'm your host, Patrick Morant, alongside Brendan Cunningham. And today we're going to be talking about free agents for 2024. We'll be doing a little bit of a free agency preview. We'll give you all the positions and all the notable players that you need to know at all those positions. Um, I think we should start it off by congratulating the Texas Rangers, first World Series in franchise history. Um, so congratulations to them. Obviously, they beat the Orioles all along the way. Um, but yeah, they took down the Diamondbacks in five. Uh, kind of unfortunate that they didn't uh, do it in Texas, but uh, they they got it done. They got it done fairly easily. Corey Seager, World Series MVP, and Texas brings home its first title in franchise history. How do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I mean, just good for Texas. I think you know we in the off season we knew they were going to be good. I think we were going to be this good. Um, and to make a championship to have the run that they did, which I think was really impressive. You know, to beat Houston is a tough team, and Dynamax is a good team. I don't know about as good as Houston, but um, it's still a good team to beat them. It was really a good them after you know tough losses in the World Series before to finally get done. Great. And how about Corey Seager winning his second World Series MVP? Uh, he won one with the Dodgers in 2020, and now returning to the World Series in 2023, uh, he picks up his second World Series MVP. Very few players have done that. Won two World Series MVPs on two different teams. Why, like, do you think that Corey Seager could be the American League MVP next year? Um, I think he just has that thing. He's, he got that. He's just cool in the moment, you know? In the clutch, he's he's clutch. He knows when to turn on. That, that's true. That's true. I mean, he obviously had that big game-tying home run in Game 1 of the World Series. That was electrifying uh, for sure. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was quite a postseason. It was definitely more interesting. I think there were a lot of teams that we expected to be there. Um, but, but weren't, and then a lot of teams that we didn't expect to be there were. Um, what was your kind of overall assessment of the postseason? Um, I think that it was a, it was a year of underdogs. You know, teams we didn't, ex- like you said, uh, you know, 
think a lot of people, the Phillies going far and the Orioles and the Houston. Um, so we went Texas, but, you know, Diamondbacks is definitely a curveball. Um, that was not something we saw coming out of the NLCS. And, you know, even making there was impressive, but to even win, it was even more. So I think this was just, you know, a, an odd season in the playoffs, but also a good one uh, because of, you know, what you didn't, you didn't know was going to come. You know, you didn't expect who was going to win because anyone could have won. That's, that's true. Um, like, we, we expect kind of like the Yankees and the Mets to be some of the heavy hitters in the regular season. And uh, look back, like, they, they really didn't do that much uh, to get to the playoffs. And then, like, you saw teams like the Orioles and Diamondbacks exceed expectations, building off some great 2022 regular seasons. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely – I agree with what you said, a, a, a postseason of underdogs. But we'll get to the free agents. Uh, every position will just – Go position by position. We'll kind of point out the notable guys, and then uh, we'll give you some predictions. Uh, we'll we'll alternate position by position to, to lead. Uh, I'll, I'll start off with catchers. Um, not not a lot of catching to be had here. Um, you know, it, it's pretty thin. So if you do need a catcher, you're not really gonna have a lot of excitement here. Uh, I think you know Gary Sanchez. Might be one of the highlights. Um, kind of trying to—he was a bit of a floater this year. Kind of trying to find a job somewhere, and then like, you know, yeah, Mitch Garver, Victor Caratini, Tom Murphy, Roberto Perez, Austin Hedges, Kirk Sally, and then maybe Jorge Alfaro if you see some intrigue there with the bat. Um, it's just not very exciting. There's just, there's just not a lot going on over here. Um, I think a lot of these guys are gonna be kind of niche players and, and do what they do best in certain spots. But overall, just not a lot to, you know, open your eyes about. Uh, yeah. Uh, catcher is definitely a weak position. Uh, now I'm on to third base. Sorry, first base. Um, also very kind of thin. Um, you got a few names up top. You got guys uh, like Reese Hoskins, who's a stud. Um, Carlos Santana's good, not great, but good. And you got Brandon Belt, Donovan Sloan. I mean, it's it's thin. CJ Crone's down there. Um, things still is good. Uh, but you know, it's a lot of old guys. I mean, the youngest guy on there is Reese Hoskins at 31. Uh, so definitely, if you're looking at some older fellows. You got guys like Joey Votto and Yuli Gurriel at 40 who are free agents. Um, uh, so also kind of thin. But Reese Hoskins definitely a big guy to get. I can see him. You know, Phillies, they spend a lot of money. I'm not sure. They also have a pitcher, Aaron Nola, that's going to be for aging this season. I'm not sure they're able to bring uh, both of these guys back. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see, you know, where if he ends up staying in Philly um, or if he's going to, you know, mix it up, maybe go somewhere else. Any predictions that, Patrick? Ooh, predictions for Hoskins? Um, I, I don't think he's going back to Philly because – to leave Philly because it's kind of a fan favorite there. Um, but, you know, nice to see that the front office was transparent about the plan moving forward. Uh, so he'll try and find the new home. I think a good fit for Reese Hoskins 
could possibly be the Minnesota Twins because I think the Twins uh, are a team that could. Twenty-three, um, you know what the I forget what the injury was, but you know he didn't play at all this year, so you know it's going to knock off a little, you know, a couple million bucks off the price. So I, I, I like threat in the middle of the order for the Twins. Maybe not a big homer threat, but a decent homer threat in the middle of the order for the twins and he's going to come at a cheaper price. Uh, so I could see the twins kind of seeing a fit there and him being the everyday first baseman out in Minnesota. Yeah. And now uh, we move on. Oh, sorry. You go, you. you go ahead. Oh uh, yeah. I was going to say, I like that fit. I think he's a good candidate over there. Uh, I can see that. Uh, yeah. You can keep going though. Uh, all right. So now, uh, hold on. We got, we forgot about the catcher. So who did you, who do you think is, you know, do you have any predictions for catchers? I mean, I mean, this this is a weak class we have. Um, I mean, I, I can see Mitch Garver going back. Actually, I don't know about him. Uh, this is tough. It's a tough position, very thin. Hmm. I mean, Gary Sanchez. I mean, who knows where he's gonna go? He's just he's tough catchers. You know, they're so cheap and. Uh, this these guys weren't that good. And you don't really know. Uh, I could, you know, maybe he goes back to Yankees. That's that'd be a something to see. <laughs> that that would be interesting to see for sure. Uh, we'll move on to second base now. Uh, you know, again, not. the Blue Jays I think he fit I thought he fit pretty well with the Blue Jays overall um being able to you know play some corner outfield play some second base uh kind of being able to mix it up day in and day out plug in wherever he needed to uh some other guys you have like a Tony Kemp uh from the A's uh I mean I don't know how good his market's gonna look because he was on the Oakland A's and if the Oakland A's are cutting him that that says a lot uh Colton Wong you know is an intriguing guy he you know, got on, caught on with the Dodgers, I believe, after starting with the Mariners. Uh, obviously, my guy, Adam Frazier, he was our second baseman for the whole season. Did have a little resurgence in power, um, but, they, but the average definitely did dip. Very clutch, too, so definitely something to note. Um, it, outside of that, really not much exciting in this second base position. Where do you think some of these top guys will, will land? Um, I think the uh with Merrifield, um, I can see him fitting the White Sox over there. You know, they, he's just a utility guy, really. You can put him anywhere. Um, I think they definitely utilize him. I don't think a big, or man, you know, I think I'm going with the Dodgers. I think Dodgers pick him up. You know, they they like utility guys who can pretty much play anywhere, and this is the guy that um, can pretty much do that. 
So I think they, you know, because they always got stars bouncing around. So to have a guy, you know, maybe you pick up another big guy and he can just, you know, Whitman or Field can just fit in anywhere. So I think the Dodgers is my guess. Uh, and now, and now you got shortstop. Uh, that's right. Um, so for shortstop, we have, you know, another kind of weak class. Um, Ahmed Rosario, you know, Brandon Crawford, Isaiah kind of Falefa, Tim Anderson. That's a big name. Didn't have a great season, but still, uh, very good player. I think he can uh, be, you know. I think he's very valuable, even though he didn't have a great season. Um, so you know, Brandon Crawford, I think is a guy who's interesting. He's he's very old right now. He's thirty-seven. I don't know what kind of teams are going to want him. Uh, maybe the Giants bring him back. Oh, if I'm the Giants, I don't know. I feel like I kind of want to move on from that that age. You know, you also got Brandon Belt free agent, so maybe you know you just put that behind you. You move on. I think it's kind of part of the Giants. They got to. Um, get past those 2014 World Series teams and kind of get to the next era of Giants baseball. So I can't, I don't see him coming back to Giants. Um, and Tim Anderson, I definitely see him move along. You know, hasn't worked out in, what, in uh, Chicago. I can see him picking a new team. Um, so that's that's what I can see with this class. Yeah, like you said, it's it's not a very deep class at shortstop. Um, I definitely see some like bottom of the barrel teams kind of trying to come in and scoop up some of these guys because um, there's just not a lot of talent here. Um, you know, a lot of these guys kind of being left out by their own by their teams and <laughs> being left as free agents. Uh, I could see like, the A's kind of taking their pick on one of these guys, maybe like a Rockies. Maybe like a, a Pirates or something like that. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it, it's kind of robust. It's not very exciting. Um, and just not a lot of intrigue here. Uh, you know, maybe the Dodgers go after like a Tim Anderson. I've seen that uh, in a few places. Um, I think some of these guys could benefit from like being in a good spot in a good organization and kind of being rejuvenized. So I could see, you know, like, it seemed like the Dodgers taking like a, a, the Tim Anderson thing, like I said. So, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's not very exciting overall, though. Now move on to third base, uh, and they're definitely uh, this is I think this is probably the first kind of exciting position that we have. Matt Chapman is obviously going to be the headliner here. He was off to a really hot start this year and kind of you know fizzled out a little bit as the season went on. But he is still an excellent defender, and he is still capable of being an everyday player at the third base position. Uh, your guy, Justin Turner, with the Red Sox, he had a really good year, uh, splitting time at the at corner infield spots and DH. Jamer Condelario had a really good year between the Nationals and the Cubs. Jewel Shella could be, you know, intriguing uh, in some places. Uh, Evan Longoria kind of, you know, maybe is a veteran presence somewhere. Um, you know, there there's some guys here that you can look at and say, like, this guy could possibly help our team if we're able to do some stuff and, and tweak some things with him. Uh, where where do you think this third base class could go? Um, I I think you know a guy like Matt Chapman, he'd have a good, a very good season. I can see him want a lot of money, and uh, I think they're big money franchises. Um, so I'm gonna say this is gonna be Yankees picking him up. You know, they're gonna need. 
they still have a lot of money because they're the Yankees. They need they need to spend it. You know, Josh Donaldson at third is not gonna work anymore. You need to try to do something different. Um, so I think they pick him up. They add him to the lineup. Um, and, you know, I, I, that's I think what the here's he's gonna go. He's gonna get a lot of money because he had a good season. And the Yankees are gonna give him that. Um, I think Justin Turner is a guy who just returns to the Red Sox. Like, you know, he had a great season. I think they love him in Boston, so I think he just returns. And you know, other these guys like. Josh Donaldson, I'm not sure if he gets – maybe he does. He's 38. I think maybe he's just hanging up at this point. Um, and got, same with, like, Evan Longoria, guys like that who are just too too pretty much too old. I don't really want them. And if they were to get a contract, I'm not sure how much they play. Um, so I think that's what's going to happen with them. And then Juan Escar, another kind of um, guy who can kind of play around. I can see him uh, – I think this is also a Yankees pick. You know, they need a middle infield or just infield in general and just anyone really. So I think they also they pick up both Matt Chapman and uh, Eduardo Escobar. Pretty good. You could definitely see that fit there. Um, Matt Chapman, I could see a fit back with the Blue Jays, honestly. Um, maybe like or maybe like a Brewers because the Brewers picked up Josh Donaldson. So maybe there's something there. Uh, I think Justin Turner could get an okay deal, like a one or two year deal. So we'll we'll see. Uh, I don't know where Justin Turner could go. Maybe like I know that the Marlins are heavily invested in Justin Turner, and if he's able to put up the offensive production he did last year, that could definitely help uh, the Marlins trying to move forward a little bit. I know they made the postseason, but it feels like they're gonna have to try and keep keep that mojo rolling because it might be tumbling apart a little bit. Um, and now I move on to left field. Um, we got a uh, got Lourdes Griel Jr. being the highlight of this class. Uh, Jock Peterson, another good name, uh, left-handed power bat. You know, could potentially have a bounce back here. Uh, Tommy Pham, well, and then like Michael Brantley, Joey Gallo, David Peralta, some other just intriguing names. Um, you know, Lourdes Griel obviously is one of the better free agents this year. Got was in the uh, Dalton Marshall trade with the Blue Jays, came over from the Blue Jays, and he was instrumental to, to the Diamondbacks this year in their in their playoff run. I could see Lourdes Gurriel getting a good deal somewhere. Uh, I mean, kind of say it for everyone, but the Dodgers is a good fit. Like, they were trying to mix and match out in the outfield a little bit, and, and, and Lourdes Gurriel could be a good option at 30 years old. The Marlins are a good option as well, uh, needing that offense. Uh, maybe like uh, the Brewers, maybe. I know they kind of have a young, crowded outfield, but it never hurts to have offense. You could see a team like the Mariners coming in, trying to take him. Um, Jock Peterson uh, could be a little biased here, but I think the Orioles are a very good fit. You know, that left-handed power bat in Baltimore will play very well, and we could definitely use some power in the middle of the lineup. So you, you can see the fit there. Uh, there's a lot of just... I feel like there's a lot of power in this left-handed class. Um, you know, even in terms of, like, kind of guys on the lower end, like, you can still see some power production out of these guys. Uh, what do you see in this left-handed class? You know, I see a guy like uh, Lourdes Gurriel, who's on that, you know, that uh, World Series team. And I think GM's looking at him, and they're seeing a winner, and they want winners. So I can see him getting a high price, and uh, I think – 
I'm gonna say he goes back to Blue Jays. I think they think they're gonna think they made a mistake and they're gonna want him back and they're probably gonna get him because they're a uh, rich team. And I also think they're gonna lose Matt Chapman, um, which will be hurt for them. So they're gonna have money to spend and they're gonna get pick up him. Um, and then a guy like Jock Peterson. Um, I mean, I can see Dodgers in this too. Um, I think he's also a good. You know, we, we do keep saying Dodgers. Uh, but he's just, he's a good fit. I think he's got power. You know, they have a lot of guys who can get on base, and I think just get Dark Peterson and bring him in, that'd be really helpful for them. I think Tommy Pham returns to the Diamondbacks. You know, he's a good fit there. He, uh, I think they're going to keep him. Um, and then we go on to the center fielders. Um, we have a guy like Cody Bellinger, who's apparently back. He had a great season. Um, I don't know if he is back. Uh, I don't know if teams are going to take a shot on him. I bet someone will. Someone's going to pay him. Uh, so he's an interesting kind of thing. If you want to take him, maybe you do. I don't know. Um, Kevin Kiermeyer, Michael A. Taylor, Adam Duvall. Um, Adam Duvall is a nice season for Red Sox. Uh, guys there. You guys got like Harrison Bader, Aaron Hicks for the Orioles. Um, question if they bring them back. And then they also got my guy, Jackie Bradley Jr. at the bottom there. Uh, another guy who's probably on the back end of his career. I'm not sure he'll get a contract, but, you know, he has a chance for the Red Sox, but I do like to see him there. Yeah, center field has a lot of a lot better guys in, like, other positions. As you mentioned, like, Cody Ballinger resurgent year uh, for tw- at 28 years old. And uh, could go back to the Cubs. He could be a Yankee. Um you know, there there's some intriguing fists there. I think Cincinnati could be someplace if they're willing to shell out some money. Maybe the Marlins if they're willing to shell out some money. I think the Yankees are probably the most realistic fit for Bellinger because they are shopping outfielders heavily this offseason. They're also looking at Kevin Kiermaier, who actually was able to hit pretty decently uh, the Blue Jays' past year, as well as keep that gold glove defense in center. Michael A. Taylor, uh, I could see him returning back to the Twins. I think that was a pretty good fit there. Um, obviously, like, you know, Buxton's a gold glove caliber defender, but you want to protect him because he can't, you know, can't stay as healthy as frequently. Uh, and I thought Michael A. Taylor, I thought that was a really smart pickup because he also has that gold glove caliber defense in center. So you're able to put Buxton at the eight in the lineup every day, and then you're not really sacrificing much in terms of the defense in center of Michael A. Taylor. Adam Duvall, I think, will get a lot of intrigue as an outfielder. He's 35, but did have a very solid season for the Red Sox. Uh, Harrison Bader, you know, gold glove caliber defender in center. Uh, you know, I think he'll get a nice little deal somewhere. Aaron Hicks obviously had a little resurgence with the Baltimore Orioles. I was able to see that. And I loved it, seeing Yankee Payne. Um, you know, I think Aaron Hicks, there might be a little skepticism around, but I I still think he'll get a better deal than he once would have uh, elsewhere. Um, I don't know if the Orioles bring him back because of the outfield logjam, but, you know, I they're, they're, he could fit with a couple of teams, and, and hopefully he can hit better because or he can keep up the hitting production because I really didn't enjoy his presence in Baltimore. Now we got right field. Um, right field's short, but there are a lot of, you know, Good options, I would say. Teoscar Hernandez leading leading the uh, leading the charge with a four point three WAR this past season. With 
these break in uh, this offseason. Obviously, this will be like a lot more interesting when it comes to pitchers because everyone can use pitchers. Um, but, you know, Ty Oscar, he was kind of hot and cold this year, you know, a little cold at times, hot at times. So maybe that's why the Mariners didn't bring him back. And then you have a guy like Hunter Renfro who's got some power in there, uh, bounce between the Angels and the Reds. And then Jason Hayward could be a good platoon option against some righties as that's what the Dodgers used him for in this season. Um, kind of short, but, you know, these players are also kind of good. Um, yeah, and top end talent, you know, Hunter Renfro had a really good year. Um, I don't know. I, I want to see him. I want to see him back in Boston. I, I really like him as a player. You know, he's a power guy. He's got a, he's got like a cannon, great fielder. I, I really like to see him back in um, Boston again because, uh, he, you know, get that deep power from him. If we could bring him back, maybe get another one or just help us make playoffs. I think it'd be a key role for us. And a guy like Oscar Hernandez, I could see him landing in. Um, I can see him in Angels. You know, I'm not sure they're gonna land the big guy that everyone's talking about. I mean, uh, so they got some money spent. I say they pick up him. That's just kind of heal their wounds. They're gonna need somebody to fill that, and I think they're gonna pick up Oscar to kind of do that for them. It's not gonna fully, you know, not gonna do the job, but um, it's something to help them out this season. And now move on to the DH position. Uh, obviously, there is a huge guy looming uh, at this position, and that would be Shohei Otani. Otani will not be which does kind of hurt his value a little bit. Um, but I still think he's going to get a bag somewhere, whether it's on a you know one or two year deal to you know a mega deal, and that team is just hoping that he can keep up the pitching production. Once he comes back healthy from Tommy John, uh, you know, Shohei Otani, I, I said this at the trade deadline. I thought he would go there as trade deadline. Um, but as a free agent, I still think he's going there. I think he's going to the Dodgers. Uh, that's just too good of a fit there. It makes too much sense. The Dodgers have been very low key when it comes to big players. And I think it's because they're saving up for Shohei Otani. Uh, but in terms of other DHs, we got JD Martinez, Jorge Soler, Andrew McCutcheon, who interestingly enough is one homer away from 300 career home runs. So the most likely the team that signs him will get a historic moment with Andrew McCutcheon. Um, that's kind of it in terms of like, you know, the good DHs. Um, a lot of these guys are strictly DHs and, you know, the, Ability in the field is limited a little bit, aside from Joe because he pitches and he's a literal freak. Um, you know, this is DH is kind of subjective because you can just kind of put anyone there, whoever you want. Um, but there there are some good ones out here. I think Jorge Soler is a very good one at 32 years old. Martinez, I don't know how good the six, I don't know how good the production is going to be at 36. But there is something there. And then, you know, McCutcheon's an all-time great. So why not take a flyer? Um, yeah, and this is definitely obviously you got Chile, so it's already good class. Um, you know, everyone's saying the Dodgers, everyone's saying the Yankees and guys, people like that, the big team. I'm gonna go hot take here. I'm gonna say he goes to the dime backs. Straight off their loss, you know, he wants, I think he's in the mode for winning. After some terrible years in, in the Angels uniform, he wants to win. 
And I think after just seeing this team make it to the World Series, he's all in. Uh, I'm going to say he signs with the Diamondbacks. They get the free agent, their big guy, uh, to really help him get back there. And with Corbin Carroll, I think it's a good fit for him. If he gets back to have him and Zach Gallon in the rotation, it would be so good for them. So I think they're going to bring back, they're going to bring Shoatani to Arizona, to Phoenix. Um, I think that's the call on him. And for other guys, um, JD Martinez, I can see him going back to. I can see him not because the Dodgers aren't going to get um, Shoatani. They're going to get their guy, JD Martinez, back. They're going to give him the money he wants, and they're going to bring him back for the hitting. Um, and Jorge Soler, um, I'm going I'm, to I'm think he's going to go with Orioles this one. I think he's going to make an appearance with the Rose. Um, I think I don't think they're gonna they're gonna make one pickup at least, you know, having a great season and losing the playoffs. I think they they're gonna need to do something. I think this is the guy to go after. So you think that's the punch in the middle of the lineup for Baltimore next year? Yeah, I think that's complete the offense. That's the guy holding us in there. Interesting fit, interesting fit. Now we move on to the starting pitchers. Uh we already talked about Otani. I don't know why they have him listed as a starter because he's not gonna be pitching next year. Um, but I think the headliner for this is is Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola, big time guy for the Phillies. Um, then we have like the, the Blake Snell, we have Sony Gray, we have Jordan Montgomery, Clayton Kershaw, Marcus Stroman. end of a rotation or maybe even be a, a long man in the bullpen swing man uh type guy we'll, we'll just mainly be talking about the the prime the big ones big boppers uh Aaron Nola I don't know where Aaron Nola could go I think there are a lot of places he could go um I'll say I'll say he goes to the Cardinals I mean like I think the Cardinals are gonna be aggressive in terms of pitching I think Aaron Nola could be at the helm of that Blake Snell um don't know where Blake Snell should go, or I don't know where he will go. I could see the Yankees coming in. I could see the Blue Jays coming in. <laughs> I could see the Phillies trying to fill the void of Aaron Nola. I could see the Mets coming in. So I'll, I'll say the Mets for Blake Snell, I guess. Uh, Sonny Gray, I'll be a little aggressive. I'll say uh, Baltimore. Uh, Jay Mont, I'll say goes back to Texas, and then Kershaw back to the Dodgers. And then Strowman, I Strowman, uh, I'll say it's
now we'll just move on to the uh, relief pitchers. Uh, we have Ronaldo Lopez uh, heading this class uh, in terms of war. And then, you know, like Josh Hader, Hector Nerys, Craig Kimbrell, David Robertson. Uh, you know, bullpen is, again, very subjective. Great season with Padres. Hector Neris coming off a uh, great season with the Astros. Lopez split time between the <laughs> Guardians, White Sox, and Angels. Uh, there are a lot of guys you can look at and say, like, <clears throat> put them in the back of your bullpen. Um, so, yeah. Uh, relievers are just kind of robust, and <clears throat> anything can, can come out of relievers. So, uh, Brendan, any thoughts on the relievers? Um, yeah, there's sorry for the internet connection. I'll come back. I'll just swing back to the starters real quick. Um, just say the top guys, and I'll go to the relievers. Um, Aaron Nola, I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna go with the Blue Jays for him. Blake Snell, I'm going Yankees. Sony Gray, I'm gonna go with the Astros. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, I'll, I'm gonna say back to Cardinals. Clayton Kershaw, definitely a Dodger, and Marcus Stroman. He's gonna be, he's gonna be Padre. That's my guess. Um, then relief pitchers, uh, Josh Hader. I think he's still got stuff left in him. He's still a good closer guy to have. I'm gonna say he's a Red Sox. You know, they're gonna go for some pitcher, and he's gonna come to Boston be a closer here. Or not just closer. Actually, yeah, he's gonna be a relief pitcher for the Red Sox. Uh, is my guess. So, uh, if I was muted for the reliever predictions, um, I said Hader to the Rangers, Lopez to the Cubs, Nearest to the Orioles, and then Craig Kimber also to the Rangers. Uh, Brendan, any last thoughts before we uh, wrap up the free agent class? Um, you know, it's some positions aren't as deep as others. Obviously, you got the big guy. I think everyone's going to be watching. Where Shelly's going to go. You know, it's definitely talk of the league right now, what team he's going to sign with. Even though he isn't pitching, he's still the most valid player right now. Uh, it'll be exciting to see where he goes. Absolutely. And that'll be the free agents for this year. Hopefully we got you caught up to date on who could sign where this offseason. Uh, and we'll get you more coverage on the offseason in the coming weeks. So thank you so much for listening, as always. Uh, 
Follow us on whatever platform you use, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out the merchandise in the description below. Get a hoodie for, you know, fall season, winter season. Uh, great quality. We both know it all too well because we both own the hoodies. Uh, get a T-shirt if you want. You know, we got a lot of good stuff over there. And that's all we got for today. So we'll see you next time. Thank you.